4: Backroom politics. And good afternoon out there in Radio Lane. It is Tuesday, which means it is time for the best political talk show you've never heard of. It is Backroom Politics live from the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Joining me as they do every Tuesday to my left, ironically. He is the former four-time servant to four different presidents, former Undersecretary of Commerce, longtime Senate staff for a long time. Washington Insider. He is Alan Moore. Hello, Alan. Hey, Justin. And to my 12 o'clock, he is the retired one-star Admiral from your United States Navy. He is Admiral Ken Carradine. Hello, Admiral. Hello, Justin. And to my right, ironically, he is one-time Democratic political operative and a bar-certified attorney in the great state of Maryland and the District of Columbia. He is the man we know as Dan Lipner, Esquire. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Justin. It is, in fact, ironic. It is ironic that you are to my right. Which is funny as hell. So anyway, he, he, broadcasting again live from the National <laughs> Press Club, our special thanks goes out to Jeff Belew and the folks from the Press Club. But let's get to why we're here. So in case you missed it last night, uh, the president gave his first address to a joint session of Congress, normally the State of the Union, but he doesn't have a union to state on. So it is now the Joint Session of Congress addresses first. And it was, for lack of a better term, uh, unexpected. It was completely not what everybody thought it would be. Donald Trump looked, I can't believe I'm going to say this, presidential. I'll start with you, Alan. How surprised were you? I mean, even out of the gate, he pivoted to presidential instead of, uh, instead of campaign mode.
0: Let me just say this. This afternoon here in the Washington area, there were some very high winds. And it was like, what's that all about? What's the wind? Well, it's a force of two things. Republicans giving a collective uh, sigh of relief. relief. And at the same time, the Democrats giving a huge gasp and it created this windstorm there wasn't a tornado
4: reported in Fairfax County
0: it 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 was uh, it was extraordinary we we we've been waiting for this we've been asking for this we were hoping expecting predicting and again and again we were disappointed not least of all in the inaugural where that was the first really really big show and he disappointed horribly uh, with wrong tone, wrong, wrong... Uh, it, it's really a lot about tone. Um, one can have their views about his, his views, and we've, we've had, talked about them a lot. But what was great last night
4: was the tone. Was the expectation that there was going to be doom and gloom, as we've seen, like you said, in the inaugural address and every other address he's done? Well,
0: we, we, we were expecting a continuation of what we've been seeing, of trashing the press, of of talking about uh, getting rid of the the, the dangerous uh, illegal immigrants. All Oh, yeah, it, was, it was not the focus. Well, there's no press stuff. Right. There was there there was there was uh, and no focus on uh, the the danger, on the negative, on the dark. Um, it, it, a few passing references, but I think what was what was pleasantly surprising was. He acted presidential. He stuck to the script. It was a decent speech. Was it a great speech? No, No. but for Donald Trump, this was a historical, pivotal moment. Dan
4: Dan Lipner, Democrats seem to be the most uh, surprised out of everybody inside the Beltway. In fact, I saw a few Democratic members of Congress walking around like they just got punched in the gut. Uh, Was this was this a mis- opportunity that Democrats were hoping he would go off on his normal tangents, or did, were the Democrats surprised and pleased that he's starting to call out initiatives and saying he's willing to work with the other side of the aisle? Well, there's a lot of back there. So,
3: everyone. Not that everyone hasn't been horrified in the DC establishment, but Democrats. Probably a bit more so. Um, I think Alan is correct. As far as the tone, it was the closest to presidential. I would actually go as far as to to say not closest to presidential, but actually presidential that Trump has been thus far in his presidency. Um, But having beat the bar down as low as it, as he has, yeah, it was not a great speech and there were things to critique in it, uh, both substantively and stylistically, stylistically, when he talks about I have done all these things, it was um, kind of an uncommon statement. Mm-hmm. Normally, it would be my administration, and there and it did it, it did vacillate a couple of times. Have you met
4: Donald
3: the Trump? So I was, sort of, the fact that he at one point he did actually say my administration and t- stepped away from the I, I was like, okay, so clearly there's a little bit of movement in the speech, and there are fans involved, so it might not have change across the board. But
4: I'm like, okay low for trump that anything he did short of bringing up sweden and the problems that they're having again would have been a home run people are saying that this was a magnificent speech on the right the left are saying well it was an okay speech uh, did we underestimate the capabilities of donald trump going into this address so
1: first we we didn't set the bar he did by the the the, uh, the speeches that he's done so far uh, one of the comments that I heard last night uh, from one of the, um, I guess, the uh, the, the after-speech uh, analyses uh, was that this speech was miraculous in, it, in its commonality. In other words, it was just like everybody else's uh, State, State of the Union slash uh, joint session of Congress speech, and it wasn't unique uh, because it was like that. It was unique because it was coming out of Trump's mouth. Um, I think the thing that you know I would say is that, uh, I expected a lot more of how great am I? and I was really happy to see uh, less of that last night. Uh, I think that some of the initiatives that he put forward, uh, one of them got a got a huge cheer for me when I heard it. But I guess the point that I'm that I would say here is that that trump uh, trump Trump continues to surprise people. he He's become a really, really good um, good at keeping people off balance. I, I've been calling him lately the artful Dodger. Because you think he's going to go left, he goes right. You think he's going to come right at you, he backs down. He's constantly on the move. He's one of the best best boxers I've ever seen in, in, uh, in how he manages the style. And, and I think he caught a lot of people off guard. I don't think anybody saw that speech coming last night. Uh, to Alan's point, Republicans were relieved, Democrats were shocked, and a few people in the middle were like,
0: oh, wow, it's about time. Alan Moore. Yeah, I want to, want to uh, add to Ken's comment about uh about this business of the use of I and take issue with Dan, Dan said he used it a lot. I thought he was remarkably restrained mm-hmm. in what he was saying, I, me, my, and it was rem- Dan because he sometimes conveniently forgets these things, that Barack Obama, our president, constantly, consistently, regularly used the first person to describe almost everything, enough so that many different news outlets, not just the far right, would tally it up. And they'd say, last night in his 25-minute speech, he had 67 references to I, me, or my. So uh, a man like Donald Trump, where we expect that when he's a little bit, he was restrained across the board, and I think he did himself a huge service. Now, okay, What's next? Um, in terms of the content, for Donald Trump to have a speech that that critical commentators would call, eh, you know, sort of in the mainstream of major presidential addresses, oh, my God, what a fabulous uh, uh, accomplishment uh, for this very young 40-day-year-old administration. Uh, and
3: that's part of, into Ken's point, as far as the Dodger items I've heard very little of there's one item of substance that was kind of horrifying to me and it actually got, drew a gasp from the democratic side of the, of the aisle and that was the creation of voice the 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 a, a, to respond Yeah we're gonna,
4: for, we're going to talk about that as one of the initiatives and, but yeah the but gas
3: but, that but, came. but yeah I mean that was if it if it had happened in anyone else's speech that would have actually been the main takeaway, not the fact that, oh, my God, the president has given a speech that didn't horrify anyone. <laughs>
0: it you are really, really
4: grasping
0: here, ma'am. Mm-hmm. That was a throwaway.
4: That was a little nothing. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm actually kind of on board with Dan Lipner, that that voice thing. Well, he needs to be supported. Needs, <laughs> I, I will support him, I will support <laughs> whether he deserves it or not. Which I, I am the, the only company. Democrat around the table That's, here. Uh, well, uh, I, I, uh, I'm independent today as moderator. <laughs> I am always independent. <laughs> but I have and I you know, we'd get into the details of, of the speech later on. But when he when he proposed his voice initiative, literally, you heard Ugh. and that that, that would have been that would have been headline in any other joint that session. Address. That was
0: just pent up need by the Democrats to growl and moan at something. They were remarkably quiet and not because they were on such good behavior. I mean, We're on a live show. but I, Don't worry about it.
4: I mean,
3: drain the swamp was a was a laugh line that it, 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 an unintended laugh line. So, I mean, there's still it wasn't the only thing we had to to. But Admiral,
4: Admiral Ken, though, I mean, when we when we look down at historical moments in the Trump presidency, is this a historical moment? Is this the moment that everybody around the country is going to say? That is when we saw President Trump be President Trump. I think it's too early to tell. I think that <laughs> it's too early to
1: tell. I think that <laughs> we have a kind of while we, while we're on the show. I think it's too early to tell because, one, and Alan you know, alluded to it, you know, so what? what's next? You know, the neat thing is uh, that for the last few days or so, I think almost since Friday or Saturday night, um, maybe even Sunday night, uh, there has not been this onslaught of, uh, of tweets uh, from President Trump. He walked his phone. It has not been this uh, this, this <laughs> onslaught of tweets from President Trump. He's been pretty quiet, right? I think that you know if if the next if the next event that comes out of the White House is on par with what we saw last evening, then I can uh, we might be able to point back to say, yeah, this was the pivot. But if we go back to business as usual, that what we've seen for the last eighteen to twenty four months. This will just be it'll be one more episodic moment where he is right. on, where he can prove that he can beat up uh, presidential if he wants well, to, but he'll go back to doing what he thinks is gonna happen.
4: I agree with that, but let me ask this question though. I mean one do you think that Donald Trump has gotten the message already he can't to keep the base that really keeps him at 80% in the GOP. The
0: base the base likes him and is very forgiving. What, what what, interested me was a few days ago when he was in an interview with, I think it was some Fox News people, and they said, how would you grade yourself? And he said, well, on substance, I give myself an A or A minus. And on communications, and this was what was interesting, a C or C plus, we've not done a good job of communicating. And I thought, wow, this is not a guy... Who very often acknowledges getting a getting a C, a simple Amazing. passing grade in anything. Yeah, For him, an A minus is yeah. like a D. So, so I was thinking, interesting. Where's this heading? And that was the first hint I had heading about Spicer about what. what no, what, what, no, it's, no it's, I, don't, I actually
4: disagree with that. The, I think
0: <laughs> it's he's not blaming. You know, you could blame Spicer, but I think he has to blame the whole team, the content, the spokespeople. You know, we haven't seen a. Lot of Cam- because the talk shows won't allow her on. He's still sitting um, on the couch. And, and he's, he's well aware of, uh, of, of all of this stuff, and, and not least of all the criticism of him. So I think that what, 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 we're, what we saw is a recognition that it was time to pivot, the pivot occurred. This pivot occurred. We don't know whether it's going to be a pirouette right? <laughs> <laughs> spinning, or a simple pivot in a new direction. We're hoping for the pivot. Uh, and anybody who cares about the country needs to be hoping that it that it's a pivot and that and that he will learn from this. He's, he's got, he gets compliments from all over the place. This is a man who likes his compliments. Uh-huh. So the hope would be. That it reinforces itself. We know he's now. We know he's at least capable, right, of it, and we'll see where it goes. It'll be historic this moment, no matter what follows. Alan with, Moore, with, with, and,
4: uh, Admiral Ken, with
1: regard to uh, whether he has to keep up the campaign like fervor to maintain his base. His base, I think, are looking for him to do what he said he was going to do. Everything from repealing and, and, and uh, I guess, replacing Obamacare. to building building a wall and everything in between. If he basically keeps up the the pressure to do those things, the base is not going to go anywhere. You know, one of the things that's troubling about that is that uh, I don't think uh, many people in the administration understand some of the downstream effects of of some of the rhetoric. Uh, I think, you know, one can arguably say that some of the things we've seen with regard to bad behavior toward minorities in the last couple of months, can be attributed to uh, some of the, the things that have, that have come out of the administration. But short of trying to get that under control, which I think he tried to do first thing last night out of his, uh, yeah. with, with his first, first comments, um, I think if, if he can basically keep doing what he promised uh, his supporters he would do, he's not going to lose his base.
4: Dan Litner?
3: Yeah, but I mean, that's the catch. He's sort of done by executive order the things mm. he can do by executive order. And he's will not accomplish any of the items that, that, that he said. The, he signed an executive order to increase the size of the military. Really? I didn't know you could do that because it may have been done prior if you could do that. Um, it, that requires Congress. The wall. Yeah, he did a couple nominal things, but again, requires Congress. Uh, the repeal and rep- rep- uh, replace of Obamacare. That was, mind you, the speech was good, but he had a couple unflattering, the, the administration had a couple unflattering press moments coming up to that, including the president saying, who knew healthcare was so complicated? Really? <laughs> I mean, there was a great meme going around just showing Obama and Hillary laughing their asses off. And then he said, who no, knew it could be this complicated? Really? Um, so, and I mean, DeVos's little foot and mouth uh, about historically a black, black colleges, colleges being <laughs> science of education
0: innovation.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
4: An
0: example of innovation.
4: Yeah, no, uh, no. Now, no. no, what you say, it was school choice.
0: school choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, which, which it is today. Yeah, it, it is today, but it, it but, was but, but, not at the beginning. It but, was but the only the, choice. The, yeah, had, the, there was no choice. The, the
3: history matters there, That was quite a uh, quite I don't a disagree, by I don't disagree yeah. with yeah. that. But, but, but,
0: but, but let me finish my. Point. She was poorly as, staffed on that. As, That's true. As,
3: but as far as the the things that have to do with Congress, and there's the other item that you know, paid family leave was also part of Trump's speech, and I found myself being Alan while watching the speech. It's like, wow, there are a lot of things here that cost money. I see a lot, a lot of expenditures, not a whole lot of revenue being discussed. But, Dan, but Dan, would and, say no, but but the 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 Trump, the being willing to do the executive order part, that we've seen. The Trump playing nice with others, which is what is required to get things done with Congress. That one's going to be a lot more complicated. Admiral, and unclear how
4: that's going to work. Let you go with Admiral. Ken.
3: So I guess the, you know, in, in listening. Listening to that, the first
1: thing I would say is having watched more than a few State of the Union addresses and a couple of, uh, a couple of presidential addresses to to uh, Joint House of Congress, um, I, you know, all of these guys, all of these guys come out with these grand, lofty ideas. Some of them uh, happen almost immediately. Some happen years into the presidency. I still remember President Obama talking about shutting down Gitmo. Guess what, kids? It's still there, and it's going to be there for a while because it needs to be. And he recognized that, and I think that's why he backed off of it the way he did. But he also, to your point, had to work with Congress and the judiciary to get it closed, and it just didn't happen. But all these guys come up with these things, and what I see here, and it's probably because of the bad behavior heretofore that, that uh, President Trump uh, engaged in when he was a candidate, um, You know, the guy I think is being judged a lot more harshly. Than, than than some of his predecessors, and I don't think that's right.
4: Well, I mean, he's not exactly making nice with the media every day here either. No. I mean, that's a two way street here. Ken. I agree. No, but uh,
3: but also his uh, the Republicans, the uh, I'm trying to remember the House Chairman who would have oversight over the wall said we, we are not paying for this. Uh, cut in the foreign aid budget that's dead on arrival. I mean, you require these things require legislators to get done. And, I mean, it could, it could
4: be his well, opening know, bid, but there could be a lot more to this. But it, this, brings up, this brings up a good point that uh, our friend Jonathan Allen brought up. He says, you know, it's amazing. You know, we're hearing the Democrats now talk about fiscal responsibility and, and deficit spending. Last le- president have a balanced budget. Wait, wait, wait. I'm just saying, though, <laughs> it, it has always been the case that the ones who are talking about fiscal responsibility are always the minority. It's the ones in the majority that want to spend the money to get their initiatives pushed, but the minority is always the ones saying, "Up, oh, oh, you can't pay for that. You're just going to take money out of the poor. It's going to just, it's going to bankrupt the country. You're doing damage." Am, am I wrong in that analysis, Alan, or well, is there I, some truth in that? So,
0: so I, I don't often hear people. Uh, having this revol- Democrats having this revelatory moment of who have participated in some of the bipartisan efforts. Yeah. Most of them say. Most Never of them mind. are conservative yellow those,
4: like let, Joe Manchin.
0: Let somebody else uh, let somebody else worry about that. On, at the same time, we <laughs> we have Donald Trump, who seems to pay almost no attention to that. Although his answer seems to be, this is not new. We need to increase. The, the rate of economic growth, and we'll grow our way out of this problem. We can afford to invest in all sorts of things as long as we unleash the economic forces of the great uh, American economy. Well, sorry, folks, but there aren't, there aren't that many great new things for us to invest in, which is one of the reasons that corporate America leaves something like a trillion and a half dollars or more overseas they don't bring it home and pay the tax on it because there's nothing that they want to invest in at this particular point in time. It's really really hard to make significant changes to this ship going go, cross, cross, out 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 in the middle of the ocean to turn that thing uh, takes time effort luck, knowledge um and collective will will and then and then just uh, historic accident so um, I don't I don't think that that the the party on the outs is suddenly becomes physically conservative believe me there aren't two there, there are a lot of Democrats up there who would who would readily say we'll spend a trillion in on, on infrastructure and we will 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 use deficit spending if that's what it takes because that's Something that we kind of understand now. That's not what Donald Trump is talking about. It's pretty clear he's talking about some some kind of partnership and private Dan, investment.
4: Let go with Dan Lipner. So
0: two items.
3: Uh, the sorry with with the party on the outside. So the the deficit spending thing. Republicans were comfortable with it too. in the the first part of the of uh, W's administration. There's plenty of spending out there and. chambers were controlled by a single party, uh, the Republican Party. But wait
4: a minute. In defense of that, you also have to remember, that was the biggest reorganization of government that we've had since
3: 1947. No, no. Part of the deficit spending, there was actually a tax cut even before September 11th. It actually... There was also a recession that started right there. There there was a minor recession, not like the Great Recession of 2007, 2008, but there was a minor recession that started there. Um, But the... Well, the latter, the last point. Um, you lost it. I, lost lost it. It. I, I, I don't know, Governor. Yep. Texas, yeah. But,
1: oh wow.
4: <laughs> well. Go, go <laughs> ahead, Admiral. I mean, I
3: get to be Secretary but of Energy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they, they do great things with oil and natural gas. But we're about nuclear. Nope.
5: Again. <laughs> so,
1: like I said, I, I think the thing that, that, that I that I took away from from uh, from much of the speech last night was. You know the the ideas that the president put on the table. I think that they were on par with uh, dedication, heart that I, that I saw President Obama and President Bush and uh, President uh, uh, Clinton put on the table doing their speeches. Um, and that what really uh, will we'll judge this is is the proof is going to be in the pudding. What happens? You know, to Dan's point, is he going to be able to work with Congress uh, to uh, to to make these, these initiatives a reality? Is he going to be able to, to come up with something that's not going to run afoul of the, of the judiciary with some of the executive orders that he's put in place? Working well with others has not heretofore been President Trump's strong oh. suit. However, if he if he is indeed listening to his counsel about changing the, the manner in which he's communicating... But who's
4: counseling him? This does not seem... Uh... You know, when 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 Trump first started the speech, I was really really hoping it was going to be just the whole team putting together the speech, and that Bannon and his flying monsters wouldn't have their hands all over this. And then, as we got into the speech, it became more apparent Bannon has got his flying monsters all over this speech. Well, I would say Bannon was t- the. Assuming it is Bannon,
3: I'd say Bannon was tamed in that. However, there's not just playing nice with Congress. There were a couple. There was one internal thing within the speech for all of the cuts in the that was talked about, including the 35 and part of the Lindsey Graham. This is this is dead on arrival. A 35 cut in the State Department budget,
4: which we're going to talk about and, when but, we come but, but, back, but, but, which was not in the
3: speech. It was right. not in the speech. However, it did float that day, and there was one item. Float. Yes. Yeah. And there's one item that State Department, as far as I know, is well out, out of their league. The State Department was supposed to be a part of a of a, a, a a multi multi organizational uh, attempt to crack down on drug cartels. State Department was going to get involved in this. I thought. know As far as principal job. And, no, they, 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 but but yeah, asking State Department to to take on this additional task with a
4: significant but like Admiral Ken, I'll let you take that when we we'll come back from the Thank break. This is the best political talk show you've never heard of. It is Backroom Politics, live from the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Still kind of cool to say that. I still love that. We'll be back in three minutes. Stay with us. This is Backroom Politics, live on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stay with us.
2: you danced by, I felt a thrill, and when you caught my eye, my heart stood still, once again I seemed to feel that old
5: yearning,
2: and I knew the spark of love was still burning, there To start for that old feeling is still in my.
5: is
4: Backroom Politics.
5: We'll be back
4: momentarily. Stay with us. And
5: we're back. This is the
4: best political talk show you've ever heard of. This is Back to Politics Live from the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. I continue our discussion from last night. Alan, how is Trump going to pay for all this? Well,
0: (laughs) we're not going to do things that are being talked about and and put out of bounds all (laughs) the things that uh, the president has talked about putting out of bounds. We we can change uh, priorities we can get lucky, but we can't change the rules of basic basic arithmetic. And the president wants to increase uh, the defense budget by 10%. Nobody's really been asking for that kind of an increase, uh, even the, uh, the the defense talks in the country. clearly clearly salvo. Um, uh, and you're going to run into problems with, with uh, not just uh, the Democrats who would say, oh, we might increase defense, but we'd have to increase uh, domestic spending at the but same time. the
4: Republicans seem... At least the Republicans in the House seem to be on track to also be.
5: And
0: even if we 52 senators felt like the priorities of adding some billion to defense and cutting 50 billion from domestic spending, not including. The big numbers, big, the big Social Security and Medicare accounts, um, that, that you can't get there from here.
5: When you're
0: not doing that. Um, on the merits, as well. Deal with sixty votes, and and they're not going to be there. They're not going to be there for fifty votes either. If they're, there's there's a, there's a once a year process called reconciliation. Some things relating to spending, but with a to slash significantly, you know, the 15, 20, 20, 30 percent budgets for domestic spending and, and foreign assistance um, in favor of defense. Foreign assistance is about 1 percent of the budget. It, it, the public doesn't thinks it's massive and it's not gold malaria uh, and, and and other health interventions, which is why Lindsey Graham said yesterday, this proposal is dead on arrival. But I have never in my lifetime heard of a president's budget that was.
4: Democrats really fall fraud- into the fight that they want to bring? Well, I think
3: that's actually been kind of an interesting point as far as really strategically how it's been played publicly. Obviously, the social programs and the numbers of Americans in poverty that the president talked about um, were sort of accurate. Uh, that there, there was there was grains of truth into it, though the fact-checking the president misstated things. Like the number of people who weren't working, was including everyone over the age of 16 as well as retired, so there are some interesting the numbers there. Um, but that said, it looked like there the the ideas that Trump said that would be traditionally liberal ideas. Actually, not necessarily traditionally liberal ideas. That, that's unfair. So the infrastructure. Part of part of the speech, um, Democrats are very much okay with. It. I suspect the argument will be as far as paying for it, um, and because the money is not there a, at the moment, as well as uh, the, when I mentioned the paid family leave. Uh, hands, uh, fingerprints, we uh, have fingerprints all over it. But again, how do you? Do it. I mean, there. I mean, there's talk in D.C. because D.C. now has a, a smaller uh, uh, family leave uh, thing on the books, and businesses are now beginning to question exactly how it's going to be paid for. As has the the DC City Council. I mean, these th- these things are not easy. They they are doable. Other other developed countries have figured out how to do it, but they they are not without a price tag. It,
4: right. But but Adam, we're, we're talking about you know if we 54 billion dollars, which is the number being Around as far as what the offset is going to be to put in defense and take out of civilian government programs. How do you do that when your generals are saying keep money in State Department, when you've got your national security advisor saying this is not the best thought out idea, and you're putting a $1 billion.
1: I think the reason that you see the rationale is kind of, um, I guess, tension um, between the the, the the different areas. The sequester is in, in not in good shape right now. The sequester really, really hurt hurt us. Um, more than 50% of our aircraft fleet can't fly, you know, because of maintenance and, and other issues. Ships rusting. Some number of months ago, you heard me go off on this air about the fact that uh, Secretary Mabus was wondering about was wondering how to how to, uh, how to uh, change the names of uh, people uh, and service members when he had uh, shipped mm-hmm. in port. So I think the, the challenge the challenge here is, is how do you how do you resolve that against even General Matt was if you cut it back in another fifty I'm gonna get more bullets. So there's a
4: Yeah,
5: and, and we're back, by the way.
4: <laughs> still trying to work out some of the bugs here at the Press Club, but we are back live on the air. Uh, Admiral Ken, continue with what you were saying before. I'm going to
1: have a governor uh, from Texas moment, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> no, okay,
4: well, we'll go on about that. Anyway, but well, the whole conversation problem,
3: the
1: whole, is same. how
4: do we, how do we The, the,
3: it? the yeah, answer is the, you won the Oscar, Ken. You won the Oscar. That's what
4: happened. Yay. Um, Dan Littner, when we talk about the infrastructure, this is something that both Democrats and Republicans have been pushing. We have a crumbling infrastructure problem. We have bridges. We have one bridge here across the river here in Washington, D.C., that they are literally maybe six months away from deciding whether to close it permanently because it's in such disrepair. How – is it that we can go and put up a big ticket item like uh, an infrastructure improvement bill? A trillion dollar
3: infrastructure bill. If the president threw out that number,
4: is, yeah, I mean th- this is a lot of money. And, I mean, they back to,
3: how to pay for it. The I and mean, we have, sometime last year we had gotten to a discussion about that and about infrastructure and how it's paid for. And well, we more had more. we had Ray LaHood on the no, we show, had Ray LaHunt.
4: and and we talked about this. We've got gas tax, we've got other, you know, well the, the gas highway tax. user taxes. The, you I get a billion bill. dollars right now. But but the wait a minute, newsflash. What, what I is, is this, deal? Admiral? I you, how I is, I is this personal
1: check? Yeah, no, no. I can tell you how to get a mm-hmm. billion dollars right now. How?
3: Shut down the LCS program they What? <laughs> Wow! Yeah, I, I, I good luck I'm, with that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I, you I might I, want I, to remind some of us what the LC lo, the, right. the littoral combat
1: ship was was an initiative that started in, in, uh, in about 2009, and, <clears> and the belief is that we had to develop a separate class of ships to work within the 12 mile limit. The unfortunate truth of the matter is these ships are not armed, and and uh, in, uh, in a phase one operation when we start shooting at one another, they can't shoot anything. They're basically a target, and and um, because ships are built the way that they are, we expect
3: that when they take a hit, you've got people to control the damage. You can't control the ship of less than 100 people. It doesn't work that uh, way. I, I have to throw my little satirical comment out there. It's like, what, you mean some defense spending is not well spent? What? <laughs> um not we were perfect. No, no, I, I,
4: that's a billion. How do you pay for the other 990? Hey, you know, a billion here, a billion there, pretty soon
1: you're talking some serious money. Okay. okay. No, we'll go we'll no, we'll with that a little bit. bit. But one of the
3: things we discussed, so going back to the original track, the gas tax, which I had previous to that show, I had actually thought it was a percentage of of the the cost of gasoline, but in fact, it is not. It is actually a set number, it's the like 18 cents a gallon, I believe is the number. Um, I'm sure I will be corrected on that but so where it's a hard number so it does it's not indexed for inflation it doesn't it doesn't account for higher fuel efficiency so therefore lower fuel usage or when there's when there's a when there's a a dip in spending that also has other consequences for the economy so therefore there's less travel both commercial and and recreational travel and so all of these things get affected so the funds this case, roads, simply is not what it once was. Now, the politics of it, the other side of that is people like building new things. There's not a whole lot of glory in fixing old stuff. So there's very rarely a giant ribbon cutting for the, yeah, we put a new beam in this bridge and now it's going, it's going to be something great. That's just not how it works. So, so about
1: four years ago, uh, I want to say about four or five years ago, um, there was a bridge collapse in the, the Minneapolis, Minnesota area. Right. And uh I don't remember how many people uh that the how many people were killed, but there was more than more than a few. And I remember this because um I had a former employee who lived uh, in the area that couldn't reach base and he was among those that had perished. So when we say that there's not a lot of glory in in uh fixing things that are broken, uh where everybody wants to hang their head on something that's new. I would recommend that we, we try to remind ourselves that if that bridge that you're talking about here in the D.C. area, for whatever reason, decided to give way to the middle of the rush hour, I think that whole mindset will change very rapidly. When the
3: Sea Bridge collapses, that's when people are going to wake
1: up. But, and-
4: but again, you know, Alan Moore, we, we're talking about scenarios that we hope we never see, and yet we're also talking about a president that is talking about putting a trillion-dollar spending bill on the table who ran with the we are spending way out of control mantra, how does he reconcile that with his base and spend this kind of cash?
0: Well, so we're talking about his base um, and and there are fiscal conservatives in his base, even though they there's sort of cognitive dissonance is the old phrase, I think, where you, 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 you know something can't be true, but you respond to it anyway. Um, and, and he's the, the, the langu- take a look at the language in his speech last night when he talked about infrastructure, because he, this was fairly artful. We talk about who wrote the speech. A committee wrote the speech. A lot of people had input on this speech. Steve Ben had input, but so did Ivanka Trump. Trump. So did the vice president Pence. So did their staffs and the people around them. And then all, at the end of the day, the president... Had to decide what he was going to leave in and and, and what he was going to leave out. But with regard to infrastructure, there was some artful language about, you know, we need to join with the private sector to do a trillion-dollar infrastructure bill. So what does that mean? It means it's not all government money, folks. In 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 the initial uh, proposal, these are all Donald Trump is a negotiator. He does deals. When he says he's going to. Going to add fifty-four billion to defense and cut it and take it from all the domestic side. That's a going-in position. It's in his. It's in his DNA to make offers and start to negotiate. We'll see how well but that works that, out. But
2: is safe fiscal
4: policy that well, he's putting it, it, out?
0: It, you know, if you add all of his stuff up, what he wants to spend and what he want, what he refuses to cut. No, you can't get there from here. You need, you, you don't need just a three percent historically high in recent years uh, uh, gr- economic growth rate. You need a four and a half or five percent, which is not in the cards. So, it y- when you add it all together, it doesn't come close to making any sense. Having said that, these are. He,
4: but he, he's not trying to have everything. But fit. Trump opponents will come back, Dan, and say that this is exactly what we were afraid of. This is a guy that has put several companies into bankruptcy because of irresponsible spending. Is he now setting himself up for everybody to go, see, this is what happens when you have uncontrolled spending without controlled management of what's going on?
3: Well, I'm not even certain we're getting to the uncontrolled spending. Back to you, Congress is full of 535 people that all have their own constituencies and own interests. That trillion, even assuming you agree on a trillion dollars worth of spending, whose bridges, whose roads, which ones connect where, where does that money go? Donald Trump, I have no doubt, is looking at major metropolitan centers as far as that infrastructure. If you ever go to West Virginia and want to see some pretty highways, that's where you go cuz uh, former senator or now senator, now past yeah, senator, Byrd. Uh, the late senator Byrd made sure that 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 concrete act brought in a lot of votes in West Virginia and sure enough he delivered. So much so that Jay Rockefeller did not have a staffer dedicated to it. He left it all to bird, mind you. All those roads are also named after bird, but that's part of my what I've previously stated. There's a lot of glory in building new things, right?
1: In the interest of Ken, Ken, In the interest of my 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 my, my quest to all the ball, ball strikes. Again, this speech was not unlike other speeches we've seen, where presidents lay out a plan, and it costs an arm and a leg, um, and then some. And it and some of the some of the things happen and some of the things don't. And I am not I am not at all uh, I guess put out of joint by the fact that at least the the, the the at least at least I am now hearing what I need to hear from the president of the United States. I want to move in this direction. I have these initiatives in mind. This is the this is the, this is something finally that I'm hearing say that's worthy of yeah. Follow me.
5: there, 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 there was one
3: thing the speech was absolutely devoid of, and that was your e- yeah, we're going to have to eat our vegetables moment. So whether or not it's actual- out oh, That worked out for Jimmy Carter. <laughs> I mean, really? Ronald Reagan had it, the eat your vegetables moment in his speeches. So did George Bush. the Bill Clinton, they've all had it. That the Yeah, there's going to be some part of it that's tough. Donald Trump's health care conversation basically was, everyone is going to get what they want and it's going to be great. No challenges whatsoever. I mean, he focused on the "keep your doctor" thing, which was Obama's overstatement of his plan, and shame Obama for not clarifying that. But the idea that you that you're going to be able to reform healthcare in the way he's talking well, about in any kind of easy fashion, I would say, suggest it it's not going to be remotely easy at all and i, I don't think anybody
0: and said, just, and no
3: less than john boehner said it's
0: just not going to happen all right but, well, but, but i don't understand your point yeah. you expecting when he talked about it that a bunch of people would get up and say no it doesn't work this is not new no no this i'm is I'm, new. Saying,
3: I'm saying that the, the the lack of the eat your vegetables moment that the this part is going to be hard this part is going to take work instead of the the glad handing puffery which is trump style be either attacking or everything is going to be wonderful and beautiful and the butterflies are going to come. On, on that subject, <laughs> on, that on that subject,
1: you know that was that was part of the speech that got me off the couch and and, and I basically screamed out uh, in great alcalay. That was, and we've talked about on this on, the, on this air and also removing. The, uh, the 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 uh, restriction on being able to compete across state lines. You know, it fake works. Argument. I'm Sorry, what? It's a fake argument. Well, fake you argument. know what? I I disagree, Dan. I completely disagree. And having been in the industry, it's that's that is a good argument.
4: But I mean, we've kind of pivoted over to the healthcare side. I mean, there's a lot of things that he put out there on the healthcare side, but none of them really concrete enough to justify repealing Obamacare. Well,
0: so Alan, he, you know, we, we we said way back when that there there are a lot of ways to repeal Obamacare. One is to say slap a, slap a sentence on the on the on the first page of current law and say everything hereafter is uh, is hereby repealed And then at the bottom of that stack um, and you say and replaced with and then it's all the same stuff that you just repealed plus some other things. I mean the fact of the matter is much of what Obamacare, Attempted to do and does do, although plausibly and not all that effectively, will be preserved. And, and the president has said, "We're going to continue to make sure that that people with
5: pre-existing conditions will get
0: will get coverage, and they will be able to keep their doctors and keep their plans, and it will cost less." And mean? they and now these things don't add up. He also says. Who knew it was so complicated? Right. Anybody who'd ever worked on this stuff knew it was but complicated. Alan Moore, it,
4: it, it seems that there are even some of the staunchest uh, uh, enemies of Obamacare still say that there are parts of Obamacare that they cannot get rid of that are doing well, i.e. Uh, dependent children until 26, i.e. Uh, pre-existing conditions, that they cannot do that and repeal that back where
0: is, there's almost no Republican who's saying that we should get rid of those things. There are a few who still say blindly, we got to repeal. We got repeal. We've been talking about repeal. We for repeal again and again and again, repeal, then force the pressure to replace. It's not going to happen that way. The the, 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 main energy in these town hall meetings is created by people fearful about health care that's where it gets so personal and you have literally hundreds of thousands if not millions of people with truly touching powerful individual stories about how they could not get coverage and they have had it now for a few years and miracles have occurred for them or their family members and, and a lot of them Trump supporters don't yeah. take that away from me and my family, um, and and going to show up at meetings and, and and talking about it and pointing their fingers and yelling. And these guys is this something that are the
3: successes of Obamacare? And that, to that and that's part of the point is the one number that has well two numbers have plummeted the uninsured rate, but right along with that, and so if you, you can and everything that, that that Alan said is absolutely true. Clumsy, a handful of things were sloppy, things were misstated, all true. But this, there were successes, and those successes are meaningful, including for the people who were, who were damn near afraid they were going to die if they did not have access to, to the health care but,
4: but, you know, going off of George Sakai, George Sakai had a great had a great statement about this. He said, you know, we keep hearing you'll have access. You'll have access to yeah. – You're going to quote with Sula. I am because okay. the, what, the, the point he made is actually correct. He said on his Twitter, he said, look – You know, having access to medical care and medical coverage is one thing. You know, I have access to Ryan Philippe, but he doesn't return my calls. What he's saying is look, having access is one thing, getting it is a complete different other item. Is how do we balance it? I mean, are we dealing with a matter of semantics, Alan, where having access and actually being able to afford it are two different things? It's just a shorthand.
0: I mean, I think people are going back. This assumption is that they have the ability to pay for and that magically people who can provide those services or organizations will will be present that is a problem that's a major problem it's a problem in, in rural par- areas all over the country it's been a problem for Medicaid recipients for decades right um, but but it, but at least people have some level of coverage they may they may or may not be able to afford the co-pays. Uh, and 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 the deductibles. There may or may not be financial help for that. The the the, the problem with with Obamacare was that, that that they bit off more than they could. They completely fouled up the the, the numbers on how many younger, well, healthier people were going to uh, to participate. They set up a system that that limited what you could charge younger people relative to older people. It was great for the people who who were charged less, but by the millions, young people said, I'm not buying in. I'll take my chances. I'll pay the $1,500 maximum penalty if my earnings are high enough to to generate that kind of penalty. I'll pay the $1,500. I'll get nothing. But I won't be paying I've got, the $5,000 or $6,000.
4: I've, I've got access to health care that says i got to pay uh, $1,500 a month. I've got to pay $5,000 deductible. And then I'm only covered... Up to a cap of $150,000. No,
0: there's no cap. There's no cap, but, but but those are the things that cost. But I, I agree. Or oh, I'm sorry, but, out of pocket but, expenses. But, you to yeah, go up to right. So, but 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 it, <laughs> you're you're not satisfied with with your coverage, and there's not enough money coming from you and others into the system to pay for all of the freebies. The, the subsidized, the free preventive care, you know the, one of the, 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 the big issues that got so much uh, uh, coverage of course was that was that contraception and very uh, multiple kinds of contraception would be free yeah. to the there, there is no free. So you you have this bizarre business of a single mom with a sick kid who has copays for the antibiotics to make her kid better but that same woman can get free contraception and so can every rich college girl. It it there there are all these anomalies that we would hear about and that that were sort of thrust into those grew out of a regulatory process and and but the, the but the big issue the big challenge is that that not enough younger healthier people came into the system. hold okay. on, oh, no, no,
4: Dan. Littner, I'm give you the last word. So I, I have to
3: clarify one item. So the, there are no women around the table here. So I will the the contraception thing. And again, Al, what Alan said is true, though the characterization of the 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 rich college girls and those folks for the pre contraception. <laughs> There, there are other items to that as well, and that includes the women in poverty.
0: And well, bot- of course, no, 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 they, literally, they literally. have had access. <clears throat> there is nobody. I got on the subject, I believe that every woman should have access, and it should be affordable to women. I just don't believe in handing it out free to rich, rich girls. That's not the big issue. But it, but it was a it was no, a big see? bad target. Right. Women need all right. access, right. Uh, and we, I am we, we completely can, and totally support right. that, stand, including in America and all over the world. No,
3: let Again, we're we're in agreement. but I just want to clarify, that we have listeners who are not around the table. So, in that sense, the the if means testing for that stuff, great. But the one of the largest, if, by any met by anyone who's studied will say the the fastest way of getting women and children out of poverty is to push back. The age of the first birth. The woman what? When, when she has when she has her first child. If she is the older the woman is, the the increased likelihood that she and her child will not be in poverty.
0: He's right. He is delayed, right. But delayed first pregnancy, and then on, after that, the proper spacing between pregnancies. This is a. So if,
4: so Irish twins are out. They're
0: they're. they're there's optimal in terms of... No, 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 no. <laughs> this no, is... Yeah, I can yeah, make no, a I'm going to stay out of this. I'm going to stay out of this. I'm going to stay out we all win. And it should all be voluntary. We all win. And here's where it gets tricky. It should be voluntary for the for the woman or no, the couple. What gets tricky is moderating
4: a show where we're talking about this with four guys around the table. Well, I'm not in this, man. I'm staying at <laughs> I'm staying at my yeah, I'm not Some in of this. us know I'm, something about it. I'm it's, just it's, drinking my beer. But <laughs> anyway, <and, laughs> on that, on that, that, that point way. out, me and Alan are fully in agreement here. Which, ironically, yes. which, which is yes. completely blowing my mind. But with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, want to talk about the ini- the initiatives of immigration, that the president has talked about, including the biggest groan of the night. We'll talk about that when we get back. This is the best political talk show you've never heard of. It's Backroom Politics Live for the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. We'll be back in three minutes. Stay with us. This is Backroom Politics, live on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stay with us.
2: That old
5: feeling.
2: The moment that you danced by, I felt a thrill. And when you caught my eye, my heart stood still. Once again, I seemed to feel that
5: old yearning.
2: And I knew the spark of love was still
5: burning.
2: There'll be it's foolish to start For that old feeling Is still in my
5: This
4: is Backroom Politics. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. My heart. And we're back. This is the best political talk show you've never heard of. It is Backroom Politics live from the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Joining me as they do, Alan Moore, Admiral Ken Carradine, Dan Lipner. I'm your host, and moderator, Justin Russell. We're continuing our discussion our special edition post-game analysis on Trump's big uh, joint address to Congress last night, and talking about some of the initiatives that came out during his speech. Uh, wanted to bring up the big drone of the night, and that was the visa initiative. And basically, the, it, the victims of immigrant crime. Uh, I don't I don't think the East I don't think there's engagement. It. Engagement. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah
4: <laughs> this, I gotta tell you something that you could have literally heard people you know having going to labor is what it sounded like. The Democrats basically went to labor when they heard this. Why were the Democrats so taken back by the initiative, this voice initiative of engaging victims of crimes well, committed by illegal immigrants? You well, know, this is dog
3: whistle politics so and for a not so wonderful practice. So let's put it put this in context. If you are a victim of a mugging, is is it somehow better or worse to you that somebody who, by the way, it's not just illegal immigrants, I believe is what the letter is. Um, so is it better or worse if the person is in the country from a foreign country? I would argue you are not a special class of person. If you were a victim of somebody who is foreign-born versus domestically-born, you are still a victim, and the the, the It is targeted toward victims. The only reason to do this is to highlight against all the data. Well, the data suggests immigrants are less likely to be criminals than native born Americans. So the only reason to highlight this is to kind of demonize uh, immigrants. So when an immigrant commits a crime, it's worse than if an American commits a crime. Oh, yeah. It's worse.
4: Wait a minute, Alan. Is there. the, this voice initiative is coming from uh, from folks that serve as victims' advocates. They're saying, "Wait a minute! If I am raped, right, if I am, if my child was murdered, why is this? Why are they giving special attention because it's done by an illegal immigrant? Why should they get special benefits? Nothing's going to shot back. I want it well. as <laughs>
5: Well,
0: I, I don't mean to laugh. It, it, I think the whole thing is absurd, right? You guys were saying this would be the big news. I think this is a nothing burger. Um, I think that, that it's a gimmick. That 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 the only potential logic is the government let them in. Therefore, we are in some way the we the government. A partner that occurred an accessory before the fact it's it, like if Jewish you will guilt. It's, so so we're going to do something so i it makes no sense whatsoever to me that's why i think it's a total gimmick you, it, can you imagine we're going to have a special program that will help i don't know how many people are we talking about a couple hundred a year some number you know you'd have to decide what crime counts
5: what what. Uh, who,
0: where, where was the guilty party from you know, the, the,
4: the, how do we know?
0: Do you start out and it, it's a regular, and then you find out that it was a, an a,
4: a illegal,
0: illegal, illegal um, it's just a, it's just a crazy notion that's intended to play. It's a dog whistle item, play to a certain audience, but I just see it as as but does it portray the right
4: message that's the image wants like the mes- I don't like the
0: message. It doesn't work it's for me. Ugly. But it. But I also maybe it'll take on a bunch of life. I just dismissed it the moment I heard it. I and thought, well, it, that's that's a pure little gambit, and it'll go nowhere, or it'll turn into something really small and and and. And, and, and
1: we'll to be clear, I, I want to show you understand my. My comment. So it was along the lines that Alan described. So Trump, President Trump, uh, has basically, you know, created um, um, an environment to where, uh, if you are an immigrant in the country, uh, there's a question mark next to your name. Next, if you're an immigrant who is here illegally, there's a second question mark against your name. If you're an immigrant who is here illegally and you're committing crimes. There's the third one, and that is the trump card, for lack of a better way of putting it. And so um, what that comment did last night was he playing to his base. He was making sure that they knew that he had not forgotten what he promised he would do. And he was basically going to put law on the books, uh, for probably an in examiner uh, inside uh, Homeland Security to basically make sure that he was basically – and this goes back to the first comment that we made on the show today – Trump will not lose his base if he keeps doing what he said he was going to do.
4: But there are other ways of going about no it. Argument, For example, no you argument know, there, if it. he had said, look, no we're argument. going to fund the Secure Communities Initiative, yeah. which parts of this would have gone into, if he had said we're going, to sec- we're going to fund fully secure communities, that's one thing. But to literally call out victims and give special opportunities to victims because they were. Victims of an illegal aliens' crimes. To again, me, no, you,
3: again, you added a word there. If you're if, if any immigrant is that as I understood it. Now we haven't seen this in reading, but legal or illegally illegal illegal of them is how I heard it. I,
4: I, it's that, 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 but now that makes it even worse. Yes, I, then, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's horrible.
0: I think Kevin's is onto something here. That that that. He, the president has suffered, uh, partly by the, the way that he and his people have handled this, some si- significant setbacks in the original executive order. Which I believe it was, the, the, it was, the new the, one was supposed the, to be this week, the, I saw it. Yeah, it keeps getting pushed back. We, may see, it. we yeah. may see it in a day or two, who knows. Um, and it's going to be less, notwithstanding comments from from uh, white people saying, well, we're going to rewrite it, but it'll have the same effect, which is not necessarily helpful with courts but but as as he realizes he do all the things that he wanted to do but he still wants to deliver to his constituency on the getting tough with illegals and we'll see how what, what when something is written down um i'm guessing some, well the courts have tied our hands here, and we're going to have to cut back over here. And it sounds like they might leave Iraq entirely out of the seven countries because there's so many desperate uh, refugees uh, from there. Yeah, people we created the people with, system. with special immigrant visa categories uh, status who yeah. helped us. Yeah, the, They're uh, not refugees per se. They have a special status. Maybe we just need to leave them out because we're going to improve and toughen vetting anyway. What else can we do? What can we do? What can we do? When we talk, somebody says, well, you know, we, we talk about these criminals, these victims. Maybe we could do, give them some extra something. Yeah, let's work on that. It, it was just the kind but, of thing that throws same time, though, out. The, it's sort of a gambit. It's just a throwaway.
4: But at the same time, the president's sitting there talking about he's willing to compromise on pathway to legality.
3: Yeah, beyond the dreamers, that was actually which, which
5: a, nobody, nobody saw that coming
0: about, it, even though it wasn't in the
5: speech. No, but the, it, he's already he, said
4: that publicly. publicly.
0: Well, he said it wasn't publicly He said it to some,
5: yeah, people, to some news anchors the, who
0: we met with earlier in the day. That publicly huge. That's even if he as if there's been no formal announcement. Yeah, that's a very that let, big let, deal. Let, let's see if this other thing is with him on that. Though.
4: But the, that's the thing is, does does, he, does this
3: cost him baseball? Well, well, two, one I, I got to push back on the nothing idea there. So again, we are people around the table that have data. The FBI crime statistics on hate crimes shows a very clear uptick. Um, whether or not that Trump is the cause of it, we can debate, but it is happening, and the data is there. So I would argue that this ugly voice initiative is not going to help that. Um, people who feel emboldened for these hate crimes. To feel even more emboldened, and, and the most noteworthy was the shooting that happened in Kansas of the two Indian gentlemen who were here, by the way, entirely legally. Um, and and also worth noting, a bystander, a white guy, also intervened. And like, it was not a completely ugly story, but it was an ugly victim, or it me, be an ugly uh, action. So, the looking at this and the to your point, whether or not that caution is based, that's the question. The the, the, idea, the fact that facts were not on the table for so much of these discussions or so for so much of Trump's rhetoric, when he now come, brings this stuff back to the table that the dreamers actually had to the economy, we've educated, we, we, all these things that were already known by people who were engaged in politics at a real level in D.C., not, not the rhetorical flamethrowers, but the people who actually knew these things would tell you that there is economic gain. There's all... There's all these good things, and there is a way of doing that. Trump, at a very wholesale level, politically destroyed that for his campaign. I don't know what the result is, and whether or not the the Trump Kool Aid drinkers will still drink the Kool Aid when he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I was wrong and all that, and everyone else was right. So is that what's going to happen? But,
4: Admiral, Ken, there's there's no question that you know, with the increase of presence of organizations like Latin Kings, MS thirteen, the the Central American based you know rival gang products that are out there. There's a no question that that is an issue that law enforcement has to deal with. But is it fair to is it, let me reverse that? Does it make sense for Trump to allow legal pathway as well as put up the fence and deal with the criminal element that comes in with the Latin American, he says is coming from
1: every day across the border on un, uh, troll. Well, I, I think it makes sense because that's a reality that he's got to deal with. I mean, so you know, not all, all people coming up from Central America are part of um, the you know, Those people that are the line, in a, in a case in point that, that woman um, that they talked about, I guess on, on uh, may have been CNN last night, who crossed illegally, um, but in the in the, her quest to become a productive member of society, she made up a social security number. That made, that's a nonviolent felony that got her ex, uh, deported back over the other side of the border. Right. But most people coming across the border do not come across with doing crime in mind. Does it make sense that he goes after these folks and that he tamped down and try and figure out a key to, to, to stopping that? Yeah, this goes back to something we were talking about before. Do we get the State Department involved in, in this uh, in, in this endeavor? Yeah, you do. When you've got issues like transnational crime, that is a whole-of-government exor- uh, whole exercise to solve that. That involves diplomatic uh, organization, economic, military. Everybody needs to be brought in to solve this problem because there are different facets of it. If you think you can just do it with law enforcement, you're crazy. You think that the that the diplomats can do it just by talking with folks at their level you're crazy law enforcement does not have access to the same, the same kind of technology that the military does to shut down a border tell i tell you right now if, if the are you country,
4: saying put, putting the military on the border makes sense I'm not, what, I'm,
1: what i'm saying to you what i'm saying to you is that there are abilities that the department of defense can bring to this that no one else has and if you really wanted to shut down and turn off the border you could Is that a politically viable thing to do? I don't believe so. That's a big statement, Uh, 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 Kevin. Hang on, hang on, hang on. uh, on, uh, on. uh, I didn't say it was okay to do it. What I'm telling you is that it is an option. And if the President of the United States, you know, can make the case to the people that there's this kind of threat to national security, I will tell you that they will step up and do it. I'm not saying it's that we should do is not something we've ever done. That being said, you and I both know what a Coast Guard law enforcement debt does in the in the Gulf of Mexico, having been a part of two of them. First time I was in combat was in that kind of environment. So the U.S. military, through the Coast Guard, through through the Army National Guard, through other uh, other other departments of military, has got the capability. Should we do it? No. But what I'm saying to you is that approaching this with a whole of government perspective is the right
3: thing to do. Dan Lipner. So there's one thing that Ken said that I wanted to highlight, that getting diplomats involved and a little news item that haven't gotten much attention. Yeah, diplomats got to be involved. And by the way, other countries have diplomats, too. Uh, The Mexican government, there was kind of an understanding. This, admittedly, I had no idea about. But the deportation process is a bilateral exchange. Somebody's got to give the refugees, and then somebody's got to take take them. Um, And or the immigrants, and and lo and behold, the Mexicans had previously pretty much said, all right, yeah, you, you, we trust you, They're, these are ours. And the, the Mexican foreign minister has, has said, yeah, by the way, you might want to cha- change this rhetoric a little or or reconsider some of this, because if you want to take the, prove it. And lo and behold, if you change that math, suddenly you have detention costs that go up astronomically, as, as well as process costs. I mean, there, none of these things are as easy as were originally suggested. And if you if you make waves with the wrong places and other countries have interest, too, they will respond in kind.
0: So there are other things at play. Alan Warren. Yeah, well, there, there's a couple of other things. Dan is absolutely right. This, this, it takes two uh, to, to have a, a deportation. I think that's and and, four. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely right. Wow, <laughs> oh, this is going to be a new record. But they're all – the you all know, easy ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. The Chinese apparently always refuse to yeah. take anyone back. They, they will they never will, take we'll anyone back. Uh, we'll have criminals, and we'll say they're not citizens. Here, here they are. And They say no, nope, nope. and they just refuse. So we have, <laughs> we have these various uh, law-breaking Chinese who we incarcerate. With regard to the deportations and the and the and the tragic stories, and there are many of them. Um, and we usually we rarely even hear about them. But but Ken alluded to to one. I just want to remind everybody that this business of deportation is not new. The the deportations we're reading about these are not things that were suddenly triggered by a brand new Donald Trump who said okay ramp it up. These were by and large um, uh, uh, plans that were that are regular that are underway here's the number for you. During the the, the eight years of President Obama's uh, uh, term of office, his administration deported about 3 million people. That's about 31,000 per month, every month. He also signed the executive order for the so-called dreamers, the kids who were brought here under age are still here. Haven't broken any laws. Um, and, and, explaining
3: and the, the, the Obama
0: Trump crossover voters, they both wanted immigration. Well, so well, no, no, so, no, no. so I'm just saying there's this, something that, there, no, no, you know, there's this great desire to completely hammer um, the, the president for uh, his uh, insensitivity. And, we have had a major problem in this country of borders that we didn't that, that we weren't able to control very well for uh, reasons of of geography as well as politics. But we spend billions of dollars. We have hundreds of miles of quite effective fences and ele- an electronic uh, uh, surveillance along our, particularly our southern border, along with thousands and thousands of, of federal employees arguably it doesn't get the job done the mexican economy has improved so fewer mexicans were coming across and some number were returning because there were greater economic opportunities part of the the after effect of nafta right. the evil nafta uh, north american free trade agreement um most of the, the the ones coming now are coming from central america from three countries salvador guatemala and nicaragua and they are fleeing by and large violence created by
4: the same gangs that we talked about right. earlier ms13 right Latin and teams. if
0: and 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 so it's they're, they're, they're technically they're referred to as economic migrants but it's not just a better e- economic opportunity they're looking for but in some cases if they have young boys who are going to be grabbed and enlisted or young girls who might be kidnapped and trafficked. um, There's a desperation to it, but there's a process for what you do when you come, if you want to get in from outside the country to try to get brought in as a refugee, or if you can get into the country and then uh, apply, no, you apply for asylum. And then if you're, if you're in America, you apply for asylum and you have to demonstrate to the satisfaction of U.S. government authorities that you are at risk of personal persecution; right. that your life is at risk, and and we we get a, a fair number of people that way. It's just that this deportation business has been ongoing for a long time; it's not new. Would it have been safer for this president?
4: Kemp, would it have been safer for Trump to push DACA, the Deferred Action for Child Arrivals, uh, as opposed to straight out pathway? To legality, I, I don't know honestly. Uh, I, you know,
1: there's such a there there's been such a an upwelling because we didn't hear about DACA at all. I, I don't know during this process. There's been such an upwelling of, of, of anti-immigrant, immigrant uh, sentiment in this country in in the last year or so. You know, I, I don't know. I, you know, the, I think what you saw last night, Were the public. Were um, the, the the beginnings of the public um, understanding that this, along with healthcare, is not an easy problem to solve. It's got some fairly interesting dynamics to it mm-hmm. and interesting facets to it, and that one one policy, one law is not going to solve them all. And at the risk at the risk of further inflaming um, the, the situation. Uh, he's got to be very, very careful in in what he does to go forward. What, what he does going forward. You and I, the other night, you know, Justin and I were out at a social event, and we saw, you know, I think, you know, what what ugliness with regard to immigrants looks like firsthand here in Washington D.C. right across the street. So there's a there's a palpable what was it? No. Palpable uh, event, and and I think that that what needs to happen in the near term. Is you know we basically got to come to some sort of conclusion on what's the best best way to handle this, and the communication of it has got to be precise and accurate.
0: Alan Moore, um, the, the 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 DACA question did come up, the, the Dreamers question, these kids, at the president's press conference, and he acknowledged in his response that this is a really difficult, challenging, tough issue. And that was the first clue that you you knew because it wasn't obvious that he was gonna was gonna gonna uh, issue an executive order that that would have superseded the, the president Obama's, but it showed he was paying attention, struggling, wrestling. So it was the first hint that yeah maybe DACA he won't he won't touch. What was huge yesterday though, in that meeting was that then he's not talking, not talking about kids. He's talking about the, adults, he's, yeah. the adult illegals who've been here for a long time, not short time. There's this sort of, how about the last couple of years? They're clearly targets, but the longer you're here, the greater your roots. If you've been honest and your taxes are paid, um, then, then there's a, the, you're, you're thought of differently. You're treated differently. The president under, under the Obama administration, you were treated differently, and the, and the big effort to reform immigration law that the, the, the so-called group of eight or whatever it was in the, in the Senate a few years ago, they all treated these folks differently. And the fact that the president indicated a willingness to think about that, not a pathway to citizenship,
4: but a pathway to legalization, but
0: legalization right. that, that, that would occur, that was huge. And 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 uh, so what, what we're seeing again, it's not just healthcare that's complicated. He's mm-hmm. realizing that mm-hmm. everything's complicated. Absolutely. Gee, yep. immigration law is complicated, and right. and it's political, and you've got to know what you're doing. You got call her. Venture in those waters.
4: And caller from the 909 area code. You're on with Backroom Politics. What's your question?
5: Hello. Hi. Um, I actually don't have so much a question as much as... um. I'm, my name is Suzette. I'm calling from California. And
1: um, I think that Trump was just touching bases, letting people know that he's not the ogre, the evil, horrible person that the media has made him out to be, as well as the other side of the aisle.
5: And I think that he actually conveyed his sentiments as far as I'm want to be everybody's president not just one side and i'm not this horrible evil person that i've been made out to be
4: and he was genuine i thought
1: that's a, that's a
4: very valid point i think that we're seeing that according to one cnn poll seven in ten uh viewers of the speech last night felt that president trump was sincere and that it was a turning point that he actually came across as uh presidential uh caller thanks for calling hope you'll continue listening to the show
5: Thank you. I will. Thank you.
4: Thank you.
0: Yeah, let me just, just, just add something to that. The, remember, most people don't watch these speeches, but almost everybody hears about them. And so how they're talked about becomes part of the, the, the people's uh, reaction to it. And so it'll take a week or two before we, we, we get some uh, some. Poll reaction. He was so low in the polls um, that that it's it's hard not to see him well, uh, getting a bump. Well, not, yeah. not 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 least of all, I don't know if anybody paid attention to what what happened on Wall Street today, but the Dow yeah, went up three hundred.
5: It closed but about one point
0: five percent. And so anybody who doesn't pay 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 attention to politics, but is, watch, is owns owns any stock via pension plan or personally or however um, thinks. Wow, there's something going on here. That that is certainly positive. I what, will what, say, I was
3: talking before nights are on the metro this morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. with with that comment, well, I, I, I right. want to say one last thing okay. about what what the caller said. She because because she made this this comment that 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 he's not as bad as the press makes him out to be. And you know, we we don't bash the press here, but but to to blame the press. For all of Donald Trump's
5: press. We're going to I, talk about that. I think in is, the next is a
0: mistake and we'll, 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 we'll talk about that because it's the press doesn't make the stuff up. They take the raw material that the president provides. We're going to, we're going to he, talk he, he about he that. A, when
4: we come back, we are going to talk about the destroyer relationship between the administration and the media right now. Uh, it is an issue. It is an issue so much that we're seeing a break in tradition this year, a bunch of different stuff happening, but This is the best political talk show you've never heard of. It is Backroom Politics Live from the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Stay with us. We'll be back in three minutes. This is Backroom Politics live on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be back in a few minutes. Stay with us.
2: That old
5: feeling.
2: When you came in sight, I got that
5: old feeling.
2: The moment that you danced by, I felt a thrill. And when you caught my eye, my heart stood still. Once again, I seemed to feel that old
5: yearning.
2: And I knew the spark of love was still burning There'll be no new romance for me It's foolish to start For that old feeling is still in my mind
4: This is Backroom Politics. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. Are back here live from the National Press Club. This is the best political talk show you've never heard of. <coughs> Excuse me. This is background Politics uh, live for the National Press Club in Washington DC. We're going to continue our discussion right now talking about the disjointed relationship between the administration, namely President Trump, and the media. Uh, it has gotten a little weird, if you will. Um, let's start off with the 300-pound gorilla in the room. Is does President Trump have a legitimate gripe against the media? Admiral
1: Ken? I don't think so. Why? Um, I think that um, he's he's made some comments um, uh, in both the the campaign and during his time as president that have left some people at best scratching their heads and that were shaking their heads going, Holy crap. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest with you, I mean, I I, I try to watch. The, the three major news outlets on TV uh, every day: CNN, Fox, right, uh, MSNBC, and they all pretty much say the same thing, right? Um, but for whatever reason, uh, I think uh, I remember watching, I guess, one of the news press, one of the press conferences when Jim Acosta of CNN. Um, you know, tried to ask the president something. They made him sit down and shut up. right. Uh, and I think at that point, CNN basically was 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 put on notice that they 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 weren't going get to be part of the party anymore. For the most part, they didn't watch themselves and they didn't pull back. right I think quite frankly, um, um, this 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 creation of in in publication of this term fake news has gone too far. I think you know any I think there, I think some people would say fake news is anything negative that you might say about President Trump, whereas real fake news is stuff that people make up. And most of the things that I've seen on all three of those news outlets were not made up. And uh, and and they were trying to hold the president accountable for his words or for the act- or words and actions of people
4: on the news. The, uh, the administration, namely Sean Spicer and Communications, second at the Oval Office uh, this past week. Which, Sean? On- well, they they barred CNN, AP, and the New York Times from a, uh, uh that sent in Everybody, favor of
3: Breitbart.
4: <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, uh, that sent the media infrastructure into a tailspin, including the National Press Club. The President Jeff Ballew had several, uh, several comments about the fact that this is against the first amendment this is against free press are, are we are we at a point now where is the media being a baby about the first amendment or is trump literally trying to control the media in a way we've never seen before i think this is like
0: a child care center there's babies all around yeah really
4: yeah Okay. I, I think that,
0: that Trump is clearly super sensitive. He he lived in the New York bubble, but he f- figured out how to kind of get his way throughout the campaign. He had an enormous. I mean, the Trump, Washington
4: Post is not page six. He, yeah, uh, right. He, whatever he, he, he was dr-
0: during his campaign, he had an enormous amount of coverage, free coverage that was always head scratching. But it was it was uh, on the on the fly in a rush, and he he made it work for him. As things settled down, um, and he began to get more, there began to be serious stories, and everybody's looking at the same stuff. There was some fairly serious journalism that that was was pretty critical of him. It wasn't always correct, however. Let's acknowledge that the press doesn't have totally clean hands here. That's why I talk about the child care center, where there's, you know, he may be the biggest baby in the stuff, but and he's surrounded by some babies. There's some babies out there on the press side too. They get careless. They get arrogant. They're full of themselves. They tend to lean left. Almost none of them thought that President uh, Trump, that Donald Trump was qualified to be president, should have been president, and they're still ticked off about it. Um, And so they have made some mistakes that are not trivial. I mean, they seem small. You may you may remember at the very beginning there was a couple of reporters who announced that the, the 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 bust of Martin Luther King that was in the Oval Office had been removed. Right. It was sitting there. The the reporter didn't see it. That raced out through social media uh, and all over the country. Oh my God, he hates black people because he took the Martin Luther King uh, bust out, um, and the bust was had never been touched hadn't been moved and but damage was done when it came so what what happens is when the press gets it wrong and this is a complaint that we all heard right's previous talk about the whole white house has to has to focus and spend hours or even days undoing a wrong story and the the president chooses to call them fake news i consider them mistakes um the president's certainly <laughs> makes plenty of mistakes when he's talking about stuff the fact checkers go nuts and say this is so wrong this is wrong. this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong
3: it's also worth
0: worth noting well that they, they 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 do um, now we we had we had and we haven't heard the end of this um, this story that came out and then a big story in the New York Times that that during the course of the campaign, senior campaign aides were in regular contact with senior intelligence officials in Russia, and the, the administration knew nothing about this. President Trump was asked about it. He said, I don't know. If, it took him a while to get to it, but he said, I don't know of any such conversations. Meantime, for reasons no one will ever be able to figure out, the deputy director of the FBI at a private meeting told Reince Priebus, hey, that story's overblown. And Priebus is like, wow, you're telling me this? Oh, my God. Then he comes back. Could you could you make an announcement to that effect? Well, we'll get back to you. And they kept alive the possibility that the FBI might say something. Everything they, about that conversation was improper. Worth noting. Then, the, then the FBI came back and said, you know, we can't be responding to every press story and be, be calling mm-hmm. balls to strikes. So they said, no, but... Priebus said, do you mind if I talk about it? They said, no. So Priebus goes on the, the talk shows and said, this is what I've heard. And then Priebus tries to get other people in the intelligence community to talk about it. It all started with, it all started with a leak or two, which sounds like they might have been an exaggeration. This is always a problem. And then it was compounded by the fact, the problem was compounded when Deputy Director McCabe decided to tell Priebus, yeah it's, that, that that the stories are overblown. The White House was spending all this time on it, wanted some help with it and And the next thing you know, the White House is being accused of trying to use uh, these these senior intelligence people for political ends i I didn't if, if I'd been in the white House and and saw that thing unfold that way, I'd have been asking the same things. What I don't understand is why. McCabe just thought it was a, a smart thing to but say this, this, that New York Times
4: story, that front page story is overblown
0: because this, he wants be to be director
4: of the FBI after, after, after coming. Yeah, that could be. But, but yeah, the bottom line, here is, but, but the bottom line here is that we have a situation where there is a credibility gap between the media and the White House Communications Office, the White House and the media in general uh, this week, President Trump announced that he would not be attending the White House Correspondents' Dinner, uh, something that took a lot of people by surprise. Smart move by Trump on that one. Dan, that, that that's
3: nothing, story. The, that that's that that's the self-indulgent press. We we expect you to come here and and Let speak a, a, and, 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 and 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 dance they for us, monkey here. dance. No, it's no, that that's not a thing. The 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 self-inflicted wounds and. Uh, that the Trump administration did, and that's where the the fake media stuff. I mean, the, the things that were knowably wrong. And so his East Room press conference, where he was finally called out. And by and I would argue that because of this, the press has actually gotten better. At, at least the legitimate press has gotten better at making sure they are crossing their T's and dotting their I's. I mean, even the 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 Russia story was sourced by nine different places. So that's pretty impressive. And a and different
0: can, Russia story. A, a different right. Russia story, Sorry. not the yeah. one I was yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes,
3: please. Was, was so I, I would argue they've gotten better. So when President when President Trump had his East Room press conference mm-hmm.
5: and said, you know, I
3: had the biggest electoral victory, and CNN reporter said you had 307 electoral votes, where in fact Obama had this many. Bill Clinton had this many. It was not CNN. It was CBS. Oh, CBS. Yeah, uh, oh, CBS. He wouldn't have asked.
0: CNN wouldn't have had the chance. That's correct. <laughs> and to, to,
3: which, to which the president, shocked, and this is something he had said repeatedly for more than a month that nobody, nobody on his staff had corrected him on, which is even more baffling to me, that nobody said, Mr. President, you need to stop saying this. Lots of other people did lots better than you in the Electoral College. And by the way, you also lost the popular vote. Stop saying this. It doesn't help. And but the press correcting him there, and the the end exchange was yes, you are the president, meaning stop talking about this victory. You're president. Start preside at. So that was a a useful exchange, but still shocking that that statement lived on so long and was not internally corrected. If it wasn't for the press, he'd still be saying it. Admiral Ken, I am surrounded uh, by. Wonderful people. Yes, they
1: are. Right now you
5: are. Yes, <laughs> right are. now you are.
1: Yes, they are. They're, they're wonderful people, and a good number of them are Trump supporters. And uh, we we had a discussion a short while ago about the fact that the, that the that the liberal that the media has a liberal bent, and they were using that as their, uh, their 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 excuse that there's this war on between Trump and the media. And my response to that is simply this: um, if you are if you are if you're in combat, uh, if you're taking your ship into combat, you don't set it up the same way that you would if you're going to a port visit in Miami. In other words, you bat down the path, you bat down the hatches and you get ready to go. That's my way of saying you're in a very, 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 very unforgiving environment. You can't make unforced errors. Shut up. Quit saying stupid things. Quit giving them the line, giving them a, a, an inch because they're going to take a mile with that. One thing I've seen over and over again – and Dan just alluded to it was the fact that you know the 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 staff of the president is not doing him any favors. They're not helping him by not confronting him uh, or and speaking truth to power, sir. You didn't win the most number of electoral votes. I get the impression stop, you've got to stop. you got to stop doing this. And you, if you give the media, if you give the media this 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 much space,
4: they're gonna run with it. I get, I get the impression though that uh, in. The media is like the referee that calls every single foul during an NCAA tournament. They're not letting them play the game. They are literally being over hyperly critical or absolutely. There's an infinite amount of media, and somebody's going
3: to call a, a touchy feely foul on whatever. I mean, that's the nature of the beast. Not a, not everyone has the same voice.
4: Well, the beast has changed. I mean, you know, back then we're talking about no, like. You a had an AP UPI. And you had the foreign press, and then you had. You're both PBS, right. Yes, NBC. You're both yes. absolutely right. Dan's Dan's
1: right on target. You know, if if you've never played sports, where you've got a rep that's just basically going to go by the rule, by the by the book, by the book, by the book. Welcome to the NFL. This is what's going to happen.
3: Is, yeah. is it, on, go ahead, Alan Moore. Well, and, but but on top of that, every parent in the stands is going to be
0: crying about their own child you. on the field.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Alan
2: Moore. Yeah. Alan Moore. <laughs>
3: but
0: but but the the press, the quality of the press. Has I argue declined, and this the, the, is quality journalism. The, absolutely, and and you know, and then it just goes down from here. The, <laughs> we've watched the major newspapers, which were always sort of the the, the 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 gold standard, the gold standard, the press of record that that would that would guide the the major television networks. Uh, uh, to what stories to cover and, and how to cover them. And everybody in the business sort of con- conceded in the old days that the major uh, written reporters were the best. And then there were some good people in TV, but they didn't do the same kind of in-depth work as the writers. And if you wanted to know what was going to be on the nightly news, read the New York Times that morning, and you had the best, uh, the best indicator and then see what happens. Over the course of the day, but all the major newspapers have declined in their number of reporters, um, the number of bureaus they have around the country, and the quality and number of editors. So they, they're they losing. Meanwhile, this proliferation of cable news um, and, and, and internet uh, news, people that can break stories and find out stuff and put it out there, and they can get it wrong. They feed the race to be first, which is not which was always a problem in quality, and, and, and it's even it's arguably even worse now where you don't have the checks and balances inside. So that's just what you have to deal with, though. You can't change that. Right. Which, I want to say one word about this, this, the, 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 the press outlets who were excluded from this there were Because I, I listened to Josh Ernst, former press secretary uh, to President Obama, last night on Stephen Colbert, get it wrong. He said, you cannot leave people out of the daily briefing. That's not what it was. It was a so-called gaggle, which is a smaller group in the press secretary's office. And it's a, and it's a, it's a smaller cluster of folks who were who invited. And, and as Ari Fleischer and others have said, we always decided who to include in those smaller groups. There's nothing new about being, uh, 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 about being discriminatory. There isn't enough room for everyone. So it's it's you know when people say it's a First Amendment issue, I say it's they're going to do it at their own peril. It, it, they're they're just going to make enemies. And do you really want the New York Times, CNN, to be your enemy? AP really well. AP decided to to stay out in sympathy, in sympathy to because, CNN because CNN and the Times were were excluded. the 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 administration's going to learn this stuff. They're going to learn that as so, I think it was Mark Twain so long ago said. Never make an argument with people who buy ink by the barrel. Right, they will just keep hammering you, hammering you, hammering you. So it's not an unforgivable sin. I, don't know, I think it was dumb. Yeah, to do it, but it wasn't as unprecedented. As yeah, but, but, just, well,
3: I, but part of it was the bringing in people who are absolutely. Fake news. I mean, the Breitbart's of the world are They're, not credible. Why not? Oh,
0: Jesus! Come we're on, not. damn! You know, now it's gonna we're gonna we're. Are we? Come Everything are, is are
4: we as fake news. We're not news. We're commentators. But I mean, are we? Are we credible? I mean, people people obviously to I, listen to our show.
3: And I, I would argue we're more credible than Breitbart. We don't have the list with the, the followers that Breitbart does. But yeah, they were more credible than them. But the Times would put us to shame in a heartbeat.
0: Well, I, I mean, I'm not going to stand here and defend the Breitbart, but they, but you're falling into the same trap. which just,
5: well, them, them, I mean, they're all Breitbart, fake news. They're all ri- they're mostly, all right.
0: They're mostly opinion, too. They get some stuff. They do reporting. They get some stuff right. They get stuff wrong. They uh, yeah, but produce the, some really but, inflammatory stories. It was
3: one of the things that I
0: said earlier that
3: real press will actually, it might not be as fast. And the the, the truth uh, won't get out of the starting gate when a lie gets around the world. That quote lives out there. However, real press will go out of their way to at least attempt to issue the correction. Fake press does not. All
4: right, let me go around the table because we're coming up to the end of the show. Uh, Is the relationship between the White House and the media going to be the same going forward? No, yesterday helped a lot. Admiral Ken, concur with Alan. He's a very wise man. Dan Lipner? We'll wait and see when the next hiccup occurs. The correct answer is yes, they will come back together until... The Trump administration will uh, the world of Coke. They'll do something stupid. That's the correct answer.
5: <laughs> hey, it is within
4: <laughs> 10 minutes, and now it's time for a new part of the show that we've started here recently. It's what didn't we cover? And this goes around the table to say what stories did we not touch on during the past two hours. Alan Moore, what didn't we well, cover? So the, so the big story we didn't touch, um,
0: partly because of uh, the HR show and what happened uh, last night, is the disaster at the end of the Academy Awards.
4: Uh, <laughs> here,
0: here, and here, where 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 La La Land was announced as what? the winner, and it turned out to be wrong. You want political commentary? And,
4: you listen to us. You want well, Hollywood? You go watch
0: CNBC. So, so, it the, the 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 uh the big loser here in Washington, the Washington Post has a has a you know worst week in Washington. I think the worst week uh, this week we we'll go to Price Waterhouse Cooper. the the major accounting firm that's been doing the uh, the. The, the balloting and counting for, for decades <laughs> and had this uh, the senior partner who messed up he was uh, the problem for him was not only did he mess up and had the wrong envelope off once there was a, the stake was announced they didn't jump sure, on was it taking it, creepy it, yeah, pictures, was but, the, during but it, yeah. the dude also was uh, was tweeting inappropriate you know pictures sort of intrusive pictures of, of winners he's been doing it for a long time and and that person will never be at a Academy so, Awards show, again. PWC
4: announced PwC today. PWC may be able to. Well, PWC announced think. today that the both of them, the two, are never going to work the Oscars again. Well, that's announcement came out breaking news. Is, so I, they're I, done.
0: I had, I'm sorry to be to be echoing the official announcement, although it was pretty obvious once you knew what happened that 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 the guy and, was done. He was done. And whether the woman was or not, who knows? She's but, done too, apparently. But uh, uh, but congratulations it, to Moonlight. And congratulations to Moonlight and uh and this guy this guy Colin who who screwed up, he he's the biggest beneficiary of, of last night's show because at least the, 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 the focus the, came the, off the odds the surprise yeah. of, of a good job by the president to, yeah. what do we miss?
1: If you're in an airport
0: and someone asks you to
1: joke against somebody, show you know, no. And I am alluding to the assassination of Kim Jong-un's half-brother. Right now, there's this, these two young women um, uh, that are under arrest and probably are facing the death penalty. And the best defense that one of them has is somebody said, hey, is a joke. Will you go wipe this in this guy's face? Well, that didn't work out so well. It's like from, pitching
4: a no hitter and getting a cream pie in the face. Except the cream pie is VX. And, and VX I, I, I think, I think in, a, in all seriousness, this starts to unravel. The real
1: question is: that, uh, the Kim Jong Un have his half both killed, as he's had other members of his family killed?
4: You're uh, questioning this.
1: I. I think it makes makes for worthy discussion around makes the sense, table. So We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> it's likely. It's very likely because the guy's got Cause, no heart.
4: Because <laughs> having, a – Oh no! It was just a random Indonesian girl who happened to, to have access to, to to VX to VX to VX yeah. uh, product. And just happened to just rub it in his face. And, and, and I know interesting is most people don't know what VX is either.
1: So I think, again, I think it might be something we could talk
0: about. Well, it could have been somebody who wanted to, to gain favor with the current head of North Korea. That, that's but true. God, I wish God, that
4: something with my, with Man, if I, if I only different. had Man, if I only had VX, a handkerchief, and an emoji t shirt, I could go find the half brother of Kim Jong Really? Yeah. yeah.
5: Okay.
4: <laughs> Dan Littner, what did we miss this week?
3: We've learned many things over time that faith can bring you lots of places, but we have also learned that Tim Tebow can not only not play NFL football, but he could also not play Major League Baseball. Oh, cut again. <laughs> cut again. Cut. again. No, he, he, he's not doing so good.
5: Yeah, he, he's, he's, well, not, he's, at, he's,
4: he's at spring training. He's supposed to train up. I agree with Alan on this.
3: Yeah, the, the being on the spring training roster and being invited to spring training apparently are different things.
4: Still, <laughs> that, that, that would a professional learned. athlete that I would go out, with, go out with my daughter. you you, you would let Tim Tebow go out with Tim, your, I would your daughter? Tim
1: Tebow really? I would. Yeah. He's what about Russell
4: Wilson? No. Why? Oh,
3: that's a story we should have mentioned. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Russell Wilson. What about? It? Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. no. Russell Wilson went to a a an elementary school in Tampa, and invited all of the young boys to stand up and say you all are supposed to be vocal and leaders and in charge and all you ladies you are supposed to be quiet and good, I rest my case. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We'll, we'll let ESPN
4: and Tom, our buddy Tom Levar. I rest my case. Tom <laughs> I sure will cover that.
3: Oh, on no, his, no, no, I'm mistaken. Not Russell Wilson. It's uh no, no, I, I, Oh I, I, my I, God, I, you, dude, are you kidding I could, me? I could do no,
4: no, I could, did Alabama win the Oscar? No, 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 Russell Wilson. It's not Russell Wilson. Win the Oscar? i
3: was thinking because I had Florida State on my mind. Uh, Jameis Winston, famous Jameis. Somebody who should have done much better. Wait a A minute.
4: Dude, dude, you know that we've got a good, growing listener. His name is Dan Lipner. Dan, (laughs) you are literally putting out fake news now. You're killing me. People ran with it. Oh, yeah. And And now you are feeding it. I corrected it within a breath. It doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. You put it out there. Before, you, know, sure. you said Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. You know, you know, Russell, Dan, Dan, Dan is right.
1: Winston. We are less relevant now than we were five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: on behalf of Alan Moore, Admiral Ken and I Dan. Don't say his yeah. name. Yeah. The, the guy sitting to the <laughs> right Congratulations of me. The yeah, the guy sitting to the right of me. We won't mention his name. I'm your host and moderator, Justin Russell. We will be back live next week. Uh, we will be remote, it's so just,
5: yeah, we will be remote. That is
4: going to be a call-in okay. show next okay. week, but we will be live nonetheless. Remote, but we always like coming back home to the National Press Club, our new home here at Backroom 6. But uh, we will be back next Tuesday, time uh, same. Don't buy into the fake news. Thanks a lot for joining us. Bye bye.